Welcome back, everyone. I'm Justin Short, your host today, freshly returned from the sunny beaches of Florida and back to the muddy beaches of the Mississippi River in St. Louis. Quite the trade, I must say. I'm sure a number of you have heard me talk about in the past being able to be somewhere warm with my family during the St. Louis winters, which was one of my visions I had for my life. And we've been doing it every winter since I sold my practice in 2017. This year, I even got to meet up with a few listeners while I was down there. One of the docks, Nish, has a practice right off the island where our house is and has done some real estate investing with me back in St. Louis after hearing episodes 118, 139. And Peter's a listener who had heard me mention of where our house was in Florida and was going to be on the island vacationing with his family. So we got a chance to hang out, both awesome guys, and it was fun to chat with them a bit. So this is the Lifestyle Practice Podcast, where we work with docs to level up their practices and lives. And I have three awesome guys I work with at TOP, Derek, Steve, and Matt, who do a phenomenal job. And if you're interested in working together, we have an online course called TLP Academy, and we also work with docs via one-on-one coaching. And when we work with docs, our goal isn't to just help you make your practice a little bit better. It's to literally change your life. Big goals, I know, but that's always what our aim is. And I actually started preparing for this podcast before I returned back home to St. Louis. And and all I do, sometimes it's a blessing, sometimes it's a curse, but I do my best to keep it honest and raw. And the catalyst for this episode really came from an overwhelming sense of gratefulness. I pinch myself when I'm down in Florida walking along the beach every morning when I know it's 10 degrees back home in sunny St. Louis. And I do my best to never take it for granted. And the location isn't the point. For you, maybe it's the mountains or your home or whatever or wherever. But the goal for me was always the choice of how I spend my time, where I get to spend it, and ultimately who I get to spend it with. That's it. And I'm sure most of you can appreciate that Even if our answers to those choices differ as much as night and day, you can appreciate the ability to have those choices. So as I was just kind of thinking through things and thinking, how can I formulate this feeling into a logical podcast that you can take and do something with, I came up with the idea or the fact that in order to make your dreams your reality, you have to go on and extreme offensive. You have to play offense. You can't sit back and play defense. Defense may lead to enough to get by. It may get you adequately satisfied or as much, or maybe since you're a dentist, a little bit more than the next guy or gal. But your dreams are not going to come and get you out of bed and say, hey, get up and come find me. They're going to hide from you. They're going to sing you sweet lullabies. So you stay in bed in a mediocre slumber, literally and figuratively. 
So you have to go on the offense. It's not going to come for you. Your take-no-risk thinking will get you the same place as those sorry souls around you. And the first step in anything is making the decision every single day. I've said it before. You don't get to make the decision once and game over. You have to make that decision every single day. And if you're like me, sometimes you have to make it several times a day. That I want what I want, and I will stop at nothing to achieve it. And regardless of how I feel that day, what I want is greater than what I feel. And I can tell you those motivational influencers or successful people you see around you or you follow online or anywhere else, they don't feel like it every day. I guarantee it. Their choice every day is every bit as hard as yours and mine. For me, and a lot of you, it started with my dental practice. I knew if my practice and income and hours worked looked like everyone else's, that I would end up with a life that looked like everyone else's. Which, don't get me wrong, in most cases, it's not too bad for dentists. That's not what I wanted. That wouldn't have cut it for me. And I know if you're listening to this, that what you want is probably different too. But for most of you, something is holding you back. And I don't know what it is, but I know you better figure it out because I will tell you the days in the office may be long, but the years are short. And if you don't understand that now, at some point you will. We've covered many ways and tactics to build your practice on this podcast and in our online course and in coaching. But if I had to really boil it down to a few key points, like if my son or one of my daughters were buying a practice, this is what I would tell them. Leadership, the success of your practice will never exceed your level of leadership. For example, if your leadership level is a six, your practice will not be a 10. It just can't happen. Next, our MO in my practice was that we wanted every one of our patients leaving our office feeling better about themselves. Love the people you serve without expectation of getting anything in return. Do not base your level of caring or service by what the patient may or may not accept treatment-wise from you, and you will have a thriving practice. So first, I had to make the decision to make my practice more profitable than an average dental practice. I knew I had to do that in less days in the office than the average doc. And then I knew I had to do something different than what 95% of dentists do with their profit, because I knew 95% plus maybe even 98, 99% of dentists I knew were not living the life I wanted then and that I now get to live. I don't say that to boast. I do not think I'm special. I don't care if you or anyone else thinks I'm special. I get the luxury of knowing how weak Justin Short actually is. I get the luxury to know the grace, luck, grit, determination it took to be able to make that decision day after day. And there were plenty of days I got knocked down and wanted to quit and throw in the towel like every one of you experience sometimes. But somehow I didn't. And not that I've arrived or I have it all figured out. But now I do get to look back and see the fruits that came from those days of not quitting. 
and see how each of those hard decisions finally stacked up and paid off. Because in the midst of them, I couldn't see now. I couldn't see today. But I had to trust they would pay off. And that's tough. My favorite book has the line, Faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. And it's true. You have to have a conviction of an outcome you may not be able to see yet, but faith to know that it's there waiting for you. After I got my practice giving me above average profit and above average time off, I had to do something with my money. Besides throwing it all into a mutual fund and hoping in 30, 40 years, things out of my control would bounce my way, and then I could own my time in the twilight of my life. I don't hide the fact that I'm a big fan of real estate. And to me, it has been the best wealth building tool of my life. It started with my dental practice, which then gave me money to invest in real estate. So I am 100% biased towards real estate investing. There's your disclaimer. You've heard me talk about investing in real estate in episodes 118 and 139. So I'm not going to rehash everything here. But I did want to go through a point I made in my episode 139 that I got quite a few questions on, but I think it needs to be understood because it's very important. And that idea is that money in real estate, in my opinion, is made at the time of purchase. Values, rental amounts, interest rates, they all change. The price I paid for a property five, 10 years ago does not change. And I made the comment in episode 139 that I did not make a bunch of money in real estate for the first several years, five years or so. I made some, maybe a couple hundred bucks per property per month, but it took time to really see the fruits of passive income. And I want to walk you through what I mean by that. When I bought real estate five, 10, 15 years ago, guess what? I and everyone else thought it was too expensive, just like you and I do today. But I bought anyway, based on my own convictions that if I bought then or now, that in the future, I'll be glad that I did. I always look to buy value in relation to where the market is today, just like Warren Buffett does for stocks. He doesn't say, man, everything's so expensive right now. I guess I'll sit out until a big crash that may or may not ever come. He looks for things that are on sale in relation to everything else around it, finding value where others don't see it. Does that make me as smart as Warren Buffett? Obviously, it does. No doubt about it. And obviously, that's a joke. But I'm not sitting out waiting for the next real estate crash or for interest rates to come down because I have zero idea when or even if those things will ever happen. And interest rates may go to 12%. And I'll look like a dummy for not buying anything at 7 to 8%. Because I thought that was too high. But if I buy at 7 or 8% and rates drop, then I'll refinance. Simple. If I wait five years until interest rates drop and then go look for real estate, my best guess is I'll be paying 20 to 30% more for the same property. And even with a lower interest rate, my monthly payment will be the same. And instead of refinancing and having 20 to 30% more appreciation or equity, now the only thing which I have control over, the purchase price, will be higher. 
in my best guess. When I buy value today, I'm locking that in. And yes, I want to make some money year one, but it's hard to acquire enough properties making 100, 200 bucks a month to retire financially free right away, right? If I need 20,000 a month in passive income to be quote free, and my goal is to be there by the end of this year, starting from nothing, I need to go buy 100 to 200 properties minimum. Not easy for most of us to do. But if I start buying today and lock in my purchase price, now, five to 10 years from now, my rental amounts have gone up, hopefully, but the price I purchase for always stays the same. My value has gone up in appreciation, but my purchase price has never changed. What was one to $200 a month cash flow five years ago when I first purchased is now for $500 a month. So now because I started five or 10 years ago, or today for some of you, I don't need 100 to 200 properties. Maybe I need 30, 50 is all I need because I started earlier in my lifespan. If you've seen those investment calculators where it shows you like, if you would have invested something stupid like a nickel a month from the time you were one to 18, you'd have more money at 60 than if you invested like a million dollars a month from 30 to 40. Now I'm exaggerating, but you've probably seen what I'm talking about. And this is similar to that same idea. The best time to plant a tree is 100 years ago. The next best time is today. So that's what I meant when I mentioned not making a bunch of money off my real estate investments right away. But I had faith that if I bought right, eventually that titration level point would be crossed. And I would be glad because values have gone up, rents have gone up, but what I purchased for never changes. And it's paid off well. And I see it pay off well for others, but you've got to get started. You have to get in and let time start working for you. You have to be offensively minded. You've got to go get it. If you don't know where to begin, I'd suggest checking out episodes 118 and 139. I've worked with listeners of this podcast to buy over 125 properties in the past 12 months. And it's been super exciting to see some of these stocks who had zero properties a year ago, taking the bull by the horns. And now they have five, seven, some even 10 or more and have set themselves up or beginning to set themselves up for financial freedom. But maybe real estate isn't your thing. That's fine. I'd still say freedom is a worthy goal to pursue, but it will not happen unless you go on the offensive and capture it. So if it's not real estate, figure out what it is and start now. I promise you that your future self will thank you. If you're interested in taking your practice to the next level or learning more about what we offer, reach out to us anytime at Derek, Steve, Matt, or Justin at thelifestylepractice.com. Until next time, peace.